Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Jody Curtis started Purple Inc., an HR consulting firm focused on all things people. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Jody Curtis, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm it's, excited to be a part of the show. It's great to see you. How are how's your work day gone so far? Any any crises you're dealing with today? No crises yet. I'm good to go today. So, <laughs> for our listeners that aren't familiar with Purple Ink, tell us about what you do, and then I want to dig into the story a little bit more about where you came up with that name. <laughs> Yes. So we deal with all things people. We like to say in organizations, we help organizations big and small with recruiting, with compliance, with consulting issues, with um, outsourcing. So maybe if their HR director or some member of their HR team is out on leave or in transition, we can help organizations fill that spot for a while. Some of our clients don't have any HR members of their team and some have hundreds of people in their HR departments. So we work with them or help them find solutions um, to any of those issues, talent acquisitions, talent development, training, you name it, we can help them. And where did you come up with the name Purple Ink? Yeah, so I spent 21 years in public accounting. I was a practicing CPA slash auditor for nine of those years and then moved into a an HR role. I worked actually for two different firms in Indiana. And, you know, CPA firms, law firms, engineering firms are almost always named after the original founders or partners. And so pretty much my entire career, I had spent working for someone else's name. And then here I had the opportunity to use my own name. And I just felt really passionate about not having my name be in the title. So I debated, I brainstormed, I talked to people, I used every iteration of Curtis or Jody. Um, that you could think of and kept throwing those out. And my youngest son at the time was in the fifth grade and he played Grandpa Joe in the musical Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I picked him up at school one day after musical practice and he said, here's my favorite line. The Bucket family may be poor, but will always stay positive. Write that in purple ink, Charlie, purple ink. And I said right then, that's going to be the name of my business. And I went out that night to the Indiana Secretary of State and started my business. <laughs> I, I was all set to start my business except for the name. So all I needed was that to, to put to register. Is that a question you get asked a lot? Where does the name come from? I do. I do. And actually, early on, I had a few of these comments and then hadn't heard them for a while. But three times 
in the past 10 days, someone has asked me if we are a tattoo parlor. So oh. we're not, but it's a great conversation started though. And you can always pass out purple ink pens. It is. It is. And we do pass out lots of pens. So. <laughs> Did you know this is what you were going to do when you grew up? Um, you know, it's funny when I look back to my childhood, I, it probably sounds like a total dork, but I loved to play office when I was a kid. So my, uh, I was in a family of five and our neighbors had a family of seven and we were constantly playing together. And I was always like, here's your desk. Here's my desk. Let's get the mail. And so I think I always thought I would be in business. Um, I actually started the University of Evansville as a double major in accounting and HR. And I told people at the time that I really had a passion for HR, but I thought I would get a better job if I majored in accounting. And so so I did. I, I ended up dropping the HR major and um, started my career in, in accounting and, and went from there. But it was always, you know, as an auditor for nine years, I always tell people I loved everything about those nine years, except for the accounting. <laughs> I loved working on teams. I loved working with their clients. I loved being creative problem solvers. Um, I worked uh, in our recruiting teams early on. So I didn't realize it at the time, but I was forging my path still through a career in public account or in HR. And I did think at some point I would have my own business. I never dreamed I would be a consultant. So what made you want to go into business for yourself? I just, I loved the flexibility. I love doing my own thing. I, I, I like to be in charge and I like to be able to make my own decisions. Um, but it really was a mentor of mine who kept asking and asking and asking for many years. Like, when are you going to start your own business? When are you going to be a consultant? And I it, I was 47 when I started my own business. So it took me, it took me a while, but I think the timing was perfect. I, I had the experience I needed at that point in my career to, to venture out on my own. Well, what keeps you motivated for what you're doing now? You know, what are you finding with these clients that you're helping? What do they all have in common that brings you to the table? Yeah. So they all, doesn't matter if it's a client with 10 people or with 10,000 10, employees, their issues really many times are relatively the same thing. They're struggling to hire people. They're struggling to keep people. They're struggling to... Uh, create policies to develop them further. Um, you know, the, the basic concepts of people and employees are the same. So I love helping them with problem solving. I love to help them be creative on ways they can have conversations on creating, you know, internal programs and policies that will help their people be better. Well, one of the tools that you use that I'm 
obsessed with it. And it's actually part of my interview program is the disc profile. Oh yeah. And when I bring that up to people, I'm very surprised by how many have no idea what I'm talking about. Can you tell us a little bit about the disc profile? Then I want to dig into how that can help people kind of in their day-to-day work life. Yeah. And I'll start that by saying I'm a big fan of assessments. So I, I have worked or am still working with lots of different assessments, whether it's Clifton Strengths Finder, DISC, Predictive Index, so the five behaviors of a team. Um, I think it can be so critical for organizations to have a common language where the that people better understand each other. So if you understand that I'm I'm a highest I high D, so that I is more intuitive, more. Uh, sensing more feeling about other people and their needs. But then there comes my high D, which is like, I like to be in charge. <laughs> I like to, to, um, to lead things. So understanding that if I hire a team of all people who are just like me, or if I hire a team of people who are very opposite of me, what, how that's going to fit together, um, how, how I can work with other high D's and high I's or how I might need people with high S's and high C's on my team to be a well-rounded. So whatever profile tool that uh, individuals or teams use, I think it's just so important to be consistent with those I have a lot of clients who, you know, one year will say we want to learn DISC and the next year they want to learn uh, Clifton Strengths Finders and the next year they want to learn Predictive Index. And although I love all those tools, I think the key is to not be jumping around, but to gain a better understanding of people, um, how they work, how they want to be rewarded, how they're driven, how they're motivated and how we can be better leaders, uh, better employees, or better peers to other people when we understand their style. Coming up, the challenges and successes Jody's had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Hello, listeners of Local Matters. This is McFarling Foods, and you know, 2020 was quite a year. McFarling Foods was there through it all because McFarling Foods is serious about partnership. We are in this together. That's what it's all about. We care about what's best for your business. How can we help? And McFarling Foods is a partner. 
to local independent restaurants. Because hey, anyone can sell you food. Wouldn't you rather have a partner? A partner who's invested in this same community. McFarling Foods, we're local. This is our home too. It's where we live, where we work, and where we raise our families. See, nothing's more important to us than our community and our neighbors right here in central Indiana. Oh, and we are very proud to be an Indiana original. For more about McFarling, go to McFarling.com. That's McFarling.com. We've been chatting with Jody Curtis, owner of Purple Inc., an HR consulting firm focused on all things people. Jody, when did you start your business? Our 11-year anniversary is this May. So it was in May of 2010. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big accomplishment, especially with the statistics of small businesses and how quickly they go out of business, actually. Um, But, you know, running a business is really hard. And what's been the hardest part for you about being a business owner? So it's funny that, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times already that I'm a CPA by trade, but probably financially. Um, I've always been one that, you know, wants to do everything on my own and not take out debt or loans. And so, you know, in any consulting firm, it's about trying to match having the right people with the right number of clients. And you never know from day to day what might be on the horizon for the next day or what might opportunities we might have. So keeping that balance of people and revenue, um, working together has, has been tricky. What's the most rewarding part? Uh, I just love it when we've helped a client or when I'm personally, I do mostly training right now, different management series and leadership development training. And I just love the feeling when someone comes up to me afterwards and says, that really has made an impact on me or three months later that someone comes back and says, you know, I implemented some of the things you talked about and my work life is so much better. My flow of my day is much better. My um, achieving goals that I hadn't achieved until I went through your training. So um, I'm, we talked a little bit about assessments and I'm, I do a lot of training on Clifton Strengths Finder. And when my number one strengths is Maximizer, which is bringing out the best in people and organizations. And I feel like I get to use my Maximizer every single day with Purple Ink. So that's very powerful for me. And what advice would you give to someone that wants to start their own business? What do you want them to know? Yeah, so I'm a huge advocate. I love to support other entrepreneurs. I love to encourage people to to take the leap and do it. But it, so I, you know, I want to be very positive and encouraging to other people to do it. But it's not for everyone, right? It, you know, it can be. Um, even though I have a, a, a big team now, it can be lonely at the top some days or the, the burdens fall back on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to have had that background in accounting and, and nine years of being an auditor where I was exposed to many different kinds of businesses. But some people have, you know, a very strong skill set 
or expertise in the area of their business, but don't understand the accounting or the sales or the marketing. So I think it's about surrounding yourself with the the best people, whether that's as employees, as advisors, as contractors, uh, making sure that you have a team of resources for you. Well, I want to ask you too, uh, kind of digging into your expertise a little bit here. What is one of the most common mistakes people make when they hire for the first time? Well, I can tell you this from personal experience, not per se when I started my business, but early on in my career where I was recruiting and doing a lot of hiring is I was hiring people just like me. Um, So we could take a couple of different directions from that to say, you know, that's not helping diversity and inclusion at all if you're hiring people just like you. But also, as we talked earlier about the disc profile, to build a team of people with the same style that you have is not the best answer for a, a team. As individuals, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be well rounded when we don't need to be as an individual, but we do need to be well-rounded in teams. So I see a lot of people hiring people, building teams, building organizations of people just like that. And I don't mean just even for me, it wasn't about whether people were female or male or you know, white skinned or brown skinned, I was maybe the worst bias of all was I felt like people needed to answer questions the way I answer questions. So Mm. it it was a bias of thought that, um, which, you know, is somewhat horrifying to me to admit that now, but that I thought people needed to answer questions the way I answered them. I thought, hey, I've been successful in my career, so I must have had all the right answers to these questions. So they should answer them the way I do. If I can add one more on there too, I also think um, a big mistake that uh, business owners or entrepreneurs make is on the flip side of that uh, is not letting people go when it's time for them to go or understanding maybe that you've made a bad hire or that the skill sets no longer match or as your business grows or changes that the people you had at one point aren't necessarily the people you need at the next stage of your business. And I probably have more conversations (laughs) with you know, managers, leaders, owners about letting people go than mm-hmm. I do, um, about anything else. There's so many people have this fear of, of letting someone go when actually it can be the best solution for both sides of the equation. You can yeah. do it gracefully, you can do it kindly, you can offer them assistance, uh, but it doesn't mean it's not time for them to move on. Well, I can tell you too, so many friends and even in my situation, uh, you know, with different places along the way, it's like, oh, thank you for giving me permission to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why I feel so passionately about that. I uh, many moons ago, I was the very first person that I had to let go or um 
ease out of our organization. And it was a very difficult conversation. And about three or four weeks later, I saw that person at the mall. And I admit that I wanted to go into a store and hide until they passed. Because I was nervous about what they were going to say. And they actually came up and gave me a hug and said, thank you. I've, I found something else already. I, it was where I was, was not the right place for me and my skills. And it's worked out beautifully for me. And I think that gave me the confidence I needed to, to do it again. Well, and I think too, that goes back to your story of purple ink right? We may be lots of things, but we're going to stay positive. And that attitude is yeah. so important along the way as well. Yeah. Jody, why does supporting local and being known as an Indian original matter to you? Yeah. So actually I'm from Southern Indiana, the big city of Ligoti, Indiana with about 2000 people. And my dad was the president of the bank. Um, for, you know, since I was born until he retired. And my dad was very passionate about buying local. And so that was just sort of a part of who I was growing up in small town, Indiana. And now as so that that was always with me throughout my life. But as a business owner now, I think it's even more uh, important for me as I look around and, and see other business owners or local uh, places where I can shop or get the same thing I can get on Amazon. And don't get me wrong, I like Amazon too. But if I have a choice, I really love to support local um, to empower entrepreneurs, to empower our communities, um, and to help people be better. So. Well, and that's what Indian Originals is all about, right? Helping you see what your options are. Yeah. So, Jody, besides IndianOriginals.com and our app, where do we find out more about you and how do we support your business? Yeah. So you can find us at www.purpleinc with a K LLC.com. We also have a separate website called getjoypowered.com. So Purple Inc., of course, is about um, supporting businesses or individuals looking to find a new career. And then Joy Powered, I've actually have authored or co-authored three different books in the Joy Powered series, and I'm working on my fourth. So if people are interested in checking out our books or opportunities to engage speakers, they can find out more about us at getjoypowered.com. And you have a podcast as well. Yes, thank you. (laughs) We have a podcast called the Joy Powered Workspace Podcast. So you can listen to that wherever you listen to your podcasts. Awesome. So make sure you're subscribed to Local Matters, subscribe to that podcast, get them all and keep supporting local. Jody Curtis, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals, Indiana.Gifts, and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana Original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why Local Matters at IndianaOriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. 
Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, and check out indianaoriginals.com.